This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 120 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi. My name is Luke. And we are in our portable podcasting studio, podcasting to you from the great state of Wyoming. So today we are going to share a story that happened to us this week. Um, actually, it happened to Luke. And so we're going to talk a little bit about um, bear encounters and what to do to be safe. So Luke, would you like to start by telling us a little bit about bear encounters? Yes. Bears are dangerous. Every encounter has the potential to end up in death. Outdoorsmen must understand that when entering bear country, their actions can either encourage a bear encounter or prevent it. Prevention begins with knowledge and preparation. There are skills that can be employed to greatly reduce the chance of encountering with a bear the outdoorsman should know how to identify the signs that could indicate the presence of a bear. Additionally, he or she should know the proper procedures and safety precautions for entering the bear's world to reduce the risk of an encounter. Most confrontations between bears and humans can be avoided when humans have a firm understanding of bears' behavior and reasons for bear-human conflicts. Humans must show the bear's respect. Oftentimes, the inexperienced outdoorsman has a misrepresented image of how a bear should or should not act in their minds based on characters from cartoons, movies, or just cute photographs. Unfortunately, people behave inappropriately with these animals far too frequently. People do senseless things to bears, such as throwing rocks at a foraging bear from only a few feet away, or trying to entice a bear with food so it will stand on its hind legs and dance so that the tourists can get a better picture. 
The majority of time, people are responsible for determining whether the outcome of a bear encounter will be good or bad. Most bears tend to be wary of humans and often will do anything to avoid them in their path. There are a few exceptions, such as the food-conditioned bear. A bear that has previous con- contact with people and was rewarded with food or trash is considered a food-conditioned bear. The result is bad for the bear and the people. Any wildlife conservation officer will tell you that a fed bear is a dead bear. Food-conditioned bears will eventually become nuisances and have to be killed. Once a bear associates people with food, it becomes a potential threat to all people in any future encounters. Such food conditioning, however, is entirely preventable. By paying attention to signage, modifying camp practices, and using proper food storage and trash disposal, people can nearly eliminate the risk of wilderness bear confrontations. Knowledge of a bear behavior also helps prepare a person in the event of a confrontation. If you see a bear and the bear seems to be studying you intently, this may not always be the beginning of an attack. The animal may just be surveying the situation, trying to identify what sort of creature it has encountered and whether it might be dangerous or not. Once the bear realizes it has happened upon a person, the bear usually moves away, going about his business and leaving you alone. Close encounters with a bear will bring even the most courageous human being to stand at attention. If you see a bear that is far away or does not see you, turn around and go back the way you came. Better yet, circle far around the bear, giving it plenty of space. Do whatever you can to not disturb the bear. If a bear is close or a bear sees you, stay calm. The bear may approach or stand on their hind legs to get a better look at you. The bear may just be curious. The best reaction is to be human. Stand tall, wave your arms above your head, and speak in a loud and low voice. Never run. Stand your ground and make yourself appear much larger than you are. Back away slowly and diagonally, always keeping your eye on the bear. If you encounter a bear and it begins to charge toward you, do not run. Olympic sprinters cannot outrun a bear. Running may trigger an instinctive reaction for the bear to chase you. Although not too comforting to the person being charged, many times a charging bear will come within a few feet of a person and veer off in the last moments. This is known as a false charge. Continue to stand your ground and be human. Make a lot of noise and wave your arms high above your head. If you have surprised a bear or an attack is bound to happen and making noise and appearing larger than life is not discouraging the charging bear, the most common defense technique is to play dead. Curl up in a ball with your hands entwined behind your neck, curdling in a fetal position, protecting your vital organs. Lie as still as you possibly can in the situation and be silent. A surprised bear will usually stop attacking you once you are no longer a threat and thought to be dead. If the bear continues to attack you even after you have tried all of the above and even played dead, 
your last resort is to fight back. Fight back with everything you have within your reach. Sticks, rocks, or even your own hands and feet. Yell and scream and be as loud as you can be. Oftentimes, this will startle the bear and it will retreat. So that was all fantastic information on why it's important to be bear aware when you are anywhere where bears roam. They are definitely out there. And when we're recreating, we need to be be paying very close attention and always watching our surroundings. But one of the things that we actually do on every trip that we go on is we always go fishing, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. So this last week we bought our Wyoming fishing licenses and we found a tucked away mountain lake that we drove a very rocky, steep, switchbacky mountain road to get to, but it was definitely worth the drive. And once we got to the top and found this body of water, it was pretty, pretty fun experience. So let's talk a little bit about why it's important for fishermen to be extra bear aware. Fishermen also need to be on alert, be aware to their surroundings, and be prepared. They must handle their catch with care. Splashing fish attracts bear. If the bear is close enough to spot splashing, stop fishing. If the bear approaches you while you have a fish on the line, give it more slack or cut the line to eliminate additional splashing. As soon as you catch a fish, immediately kill it, then let it bleed in the water. This can be done by cutting the gill arches or removing the gills and gutting the fish. After the fish is bled, it needs to be placed in a bear-proof container or on a stringer kept in the water at all times near you. Ice chests are not bear-proof. So this is all great information. So Luke, tell people who may have never been in bear country or recreated or especially fished where bears roam, share with people some of the things that you've learned over the years fishing in bear country every summer. Um, What is the first thing that we do when we drive up to an area that we're about to fish? Um, What is the first thing we do before we ever even step out of the vehicle? Even with areas we're used to, we always take a good look around to see what is in the area or if we're being watched by something. Right. So usually what happens at water's edges? There could be bear trying to get food. Yeah. Bears or any animal could be hanging out by the water, um, getting their food or, or fishing like we're about to do. And of course, being in the mountains... There's always pop-up thunderstorms and rainstorms, um, sometimes with hail and high winds that pop up. So I'm going to be real quiet because one just came overhead, and let's see if we can hear it on this podcast. That is some real heavy rains, and there is nothing like falling asleep in the mountains to a heavy thunderstorm and rainstorm. So it looks like we're going to have a little bit of background um, 
noise or background static as we continue on our discussion about um, being safe in bear country while we're fishing. So what is the first thing that you have on your person before your feet hit the ground and the mountain stream? You want to make sure that you have bear spray on you. Okay. So are you just carrying it like in your backpack or are you throwing it next to you while you're sitting in your camp chair, throwing your fishing line out in the water? No. It wants you want you you want to always be able to grab it in a quick situation. Okay, so where should you keep it? Either on your belt or on your lap. Physically. Okay. Good, good. How many cans of bear spray did we have when we fished or anytime we're out hiking or wandering around in bear country? You want to make sure everybody in your party has bear spray and knows how to use it. Very good. So we all have our bear spray. We're all out getting ready to fish. We've got our fishing poles. What else do you have? Fishing license, bait, tackle box. Okay. Good. And the regulation book. So we know what our limits are for the day. That's pretty important, huh? Maybe. Yeah, that's pretty important. So tell me what happened or tell our listeners what happened to us um, this week while we were fishing in bear country. So so we started in the morning. We woke up, we got ready, and we went out to the lake. And we just started fishing. So about two hours in, it was good, but the fish weren't biting but it started to have another mountain rainstorm, so mom had enough, so she went off to the car. You have to say that, really? Yes. You had to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was on bear watch. <laughs> so uh, so for the next hour, me, me and my dad were just fishing in the rain, and nothing was biting, so we we eventually had enough, so we were walking back. So I was in another part, another opening in the lake. So I was walking back. So whenever we were putting our fishing poles away, my dad looked up and the same spot I was fishing in, a big old grizzly bear walked out. And that was about two minutes prior. Yeah. I was standing there. How did that make you feel? Kind of weird and blessed a lot. Yeah, that was pretty scary. So I was sitting in the truck and all of a sudden um, my husband comes walking really fast going bear, 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 bear. And uh, Luke had already had walked out. So, you know, we all had our bear spray. So I dove out of the truck and I could see the bear. um, But we grabbed, I mean, everybody was safe, fortunately, safe and blessed, like Luke said. Um, so the next best thing to grab is our camera. So we grabbed our big old camera with our big old lens. And the, by this time, the bear had turned and was walking away from us. So we were still safe. And we were right next to our vehicle. So we were okay. Um, but we were trying to take pictures of it. And it had already disappeared into the brush. But um, it looked to be about a three to four year old big, huge grizzly bear, right? And he was so close to where we were fishing. Did we have any idea he was around us at all? No. Like, my my dad would say, like, we don't know how long he's been there. Like, for three hours, he could have been just 20 yards away from me just watching. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there was some tree line and then there was just a little opening. So you weren't very far from that tree line. No. So he could have easily been 20 yards from you. And they are so camouflaged when you're looking through a big stand of pine trees. I mean, you, you really can't see them through the shadows. So tell me, tell me what that experience did for you that day. It's definitely an eye-opening experience, literally. You always have to keep an eye open. You always have to know, like, what what could go wrong? How can I prevent that? What can I do to help me in that situation? Like, bear spray. But you had your bear spray. I did. So, And luckily, I didn't have to use it. Right, right. So what what could you have done differently? I mean... Nothing really, because, I mean, like I said, he, or I didn't say this, but, like, as I was fishing, I was, like, looking around, always, you always want to look around, and he was just nowhere to be found. Right. So you can't get so wrapped up in whatever activity you're doing that you completely lose sight of what's around you. Even though you did nothing wrong, you had your bear spray, you constantly were looking around, dad and I were constantly looking around. Um, and we didn't, didn't see him at all. So, you know, when you have a portable (laughs) podcasting studio, you pick up every little noise, like closing doors and cabinets that are coming from the other room. Um, anyway, back to you, Luke. So, (laughs) um, but the one, one thing that we did do when we saw this bear is, uh, you know, we were getting ready to leave anyway. So what did you say about dad's spidey senses? <laughs> yeah, so he called me in about two minutes, like I said. So we were walking, we were putting the rods in the bed of the truck. He looked up and he's bear. Yeah, so dad's spidey senses kicked in in bear country, didn't they? Yeah. So we did, we did what any um, responsible recreationist would do is we got into our truck and after we watched the bear for a few minutes, we noticed that it was walking towards the campground. Um, there were several people camping um, not too far away from where we were fishing by the lake. So we did drive up and over to that area and we let them know that, hey, we just saw a big old grizzly bear and he's headed, heading your direction. So we just wanted to give people a heads up. Um, because there were families there and there were small kids that were completely oblivious and didn't even seem to be bear aware in bear country, did they? Because um, when we drove up to the campsite area, um, what I observed was lots of food, um, stuff was scattered all over the place, and it didn't really seem like people were paying attention to um, put away their smellables because you know, bears have an amazing sense of smell, don't they? And they will be attracted to obviously food, um, any kind of, of, uh, thing that puts off a smell. So especially if you're tent camping and this is some of the things, these are some of the things that we learned when we first started coming up on these vacations up in bear country, you know, 13, 14 years ago, um, when we were in a pop-up camper, um, it's basically a tent, a tent camper or a tent trailer, they call them, um, because the sides that pop out, they're like a tent. They're just that canvas material. So what, when we were camping, the people at the campground told us to make sure that no smellables 
stayed in your pop-up camper or stay in your tent. Um, what are some things that you can think of, Luke, that would be a smellable? Maybe like candy, like meat. Yeah, definitely any food. Um, think about things that you put on, like when you take a shower at night. Shampoo. Shampoo, soap. Yeah, all of that is an attractant to bears. Um, one thing that surprised me, actually two things that surprised me that the campground director told us was water bottles. So apparently bears love whatever plastic or whatever components are what make up those plastic water bottles. Um, they said, make sure that you don't have any of those in your tent because that is definitely an attractant. The other thing that they love are chapstick. So anytime you're up here in higher altitude, it's pretty dry. Well, except this week, because you can hear in the background the heavy rains, but it's it's usually pretty dry in this area. So we are always um, carrying chapstick in our pockets. So that was one thing that they said, do not have anywhere near your tent, because that's definitely a smellable that attracts the bears. So why do you think that grizzly bear was hanging out. I mean, bears are everywhere up here. They're everywhere. But why do you think that one in particular was so close to us? Well, I mean, we don't know that it's only that one bear that's close to us. There could have been tons of bears close to us. We just didn't see them. Okay. Why do you think they picked that spot to hang out? Well, because they load the pond or lake with fish, lots of fish. And I like to think because the osprey come in, they like to get the fish. But every osprey we've seen, we've seen about five of them. Mm -hmm. They haven't caught the fish. So that's a good sign that there are fish in that lake. Right. And so it's a free food source for the bears. And what else was up in that area where we were fishing? Campground. Mm -hmm. So not everybody is as uh, conscientious and leave no trace as we are most of the time. So what do some people do when they leave their campsite? Sometimes they leave trash, they leave food, they leave just stuff behind. Then bears get into the campsite, they eat the food, eat the trash. Then next next time campers come, the bear might be hanging around there, could be dangerous. That's right. So that's the motto, it seems, everywhere you're in bear country is a fed bear is a dead bear. So we just wanted to share this experience that we had, that Luke had um, with the grizzly on this trip. Um, definitely is eye-opening. And um, really, there wasn't anything you could have done differently. But that's everything we talked about or everything that you shared before we started talking um, how to how to handle potential bear encounters when you're in bear country. So I appreciate your time. Is there anything that you would like to say before we sign off with this podcast this week? Just be careful in the outdoors. Know where you're going. Know what lives there. And know how to be safe with that animal. Okay, good job. So you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. This is Heidi Rayo. And this is Luke. And like we always say, there is no better classroom than the outdoors. Roaming the woods and waters. 
and making memories that will last a lifetime. You have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.